The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hello, my name is Ben Bowler from OneGod.com. Together with our partners at the Interspiritual Network and Presence International, we are thrilled to welcome you to this 13-part radio series called The Convergence, uniting the tribes in the interspiritual age. The rest of this decade and the next few decades represent a critical juncture in the evolution of our planet. At a time when consciousness is rapidly expanding, multiple crises on a global scale are also escalating. The sense of urgency is palpable. The question is this, will we wake up and will we grow up just in time to turn this around and navigate our way safely through these straits? If we are to accomplish this, two things are clear. We must do it all together and we must do it now. It is in this spirit that we present to you The Convergence, a journey of waking up and growing up with Dr. Kurt Johnson and friends, together with some of the world's leading philosophers, thinkers, artists, activists, visionaries, and intergenerational leaders, we explore the cutting edges of spirituality, consciousness, ecology, social justice, and a host of interconnected fields, all essential in moving our planet forward towards a peaceful and positive future. It is my pleasure to introduce to you the series host, Dr. Kurt Johnson. Thank you, Ben Bowler, for that introduction to the Convergence series. This is your series host, Dr. Kurt Johnson of the Interspiritual Network, and we're really pleased today to be hosting this episode, which follows on last week's discussion of altruism and pro-social activism. Today's discussion is certainly appropriate as it probes the historical depths of our understanding of consciousness and the role of our appreciation of the subtler realms of reality in not only our day-to-day living of being here, but how those realms also participate, if not intervene, in our more conventional senses of reality. So this episode is entitled, Indigenous Wisdom, Shamanism, and Subtle Activism. Obviously, we know there is a continuum of our understanding of the breadth of consciousness and its role, all the way from our histories of ancient wisdom, as in the shamanic and healing practices of over 4,000 indigenous traditions worldwide, but also today in the modern conversation of what science knows of our quantum reality and the profound interconnection of everything comprising it. It is in this context, bridging the ancient and the new, that the topic and enterprise of subtle activism has arisen. It asks a simple question, about which there is obviously a complexity of answers. Can consciousness, and especially awakened and proactive consciousness, like meditation, intention, focused prayer, and so on, affect our understanding of conventional reality? And moreover, can it act in a way that contributes even to structural social change? So following our discussion last week with an array of secular scientific activists, hosted by altruism pioneer Dr. David Sloan Wilson. Today our host is Dr. David Nickel, author of the recent book, Subtle Activism. 
David teaches philosophy, cosmology, and consciousness studies at the California Institute of Integral Studies and is a founder of both the Gaia Field Project, www.gaiafield.net, and subtleactivism.net. Most recently, and noted in more detail at our website, onegod.com slash convergence, David and Gaia Field have been deeply engaged in the pivotal questions of today's political and sociological scene in their Wise USA campaign throughout the recent election cycle. So I want to introduce you now to Dr. David Nickel, who will say more about this topic and this work and introduce his three guests for today's discussion. Thank you so much, Kurt, and it's really, uh, truly an honor for me to be hosting this uh, important discussion today as part of this uh, wonderful series. So we're talking with three esteemed guests, leaders in this field today about indigenous wisdom, shamanism, and subtle activism. Uh, as Kurt was saying, subtle activism is really about the exploration of the transformative power of consciousness, not just for individuals, but for society as a whole, and specifically about the use of consciousness-based practices like meditation, prayer, ritual, other forms of practices to bring about change at that social level, not just for individuals. Uh, so when we're talking about subtle activism, we're really focusing on the power of the practice itself <clears throat> to, bring, to induce change uh, with the possibility of there being an immediate non-local effect uh, to the field as a whole uh, as part of a more holistic approach to social change, not as a replacement for other forms of grounded action that we need to do, but as a complementary uh, tool that we can apply as part of a more integral or holistic approach to social change. And what we're seeing with this orientation and this uh, practice of subtle activism is that it feels an important part of the evolution of today's consciousness movement uh, to go beyond the focus on self uh, and to apply the transformative power of consciousness to the collective realm, to social and planetary transformation, to apply the wisdom that we know from the inner realms to the domain of social and collective transformation. It's also an expansion of our understanding of activism beyond the usual, uh, often angry, reactive forms of activism that we see in the world to a form of activism that comes from the source as, as a response, a wise response from our depth. Um, so the reason that we're in particular today exploring the link between subtle activism and shamanism and indigenous wisdom is that even though this is perhaps a new term in our modern lexicon, subtle activism, it really is an ancient approach adapted to modern society. If we look at indigenous wisdom traditions, shamanic traditions, the use of prayers and rituals and ceremonies is really second nature to those cultures, um, not just for healing individuals, but for uh, an important integral part of their way of living in balance with the earth and with the cosmos. And so in our age of great transition uh, uh, in the earth community, 
in our search for more sustainable and wise ways to live on the planet, uh, we look in particular to shamanic traditions for guidance, uh, and this includes their spiritual practices and perspectives. We have with us today three wise elders and teachers who are at the forefront of this movement to harness the power of spiritual practice for collective as well as personal change. David Spengler has been a spiritual teacher since 1965. He was a co-director of the Findhorn Foundation community in Northern Scotland from 1970 to 1973. He's a co-founder of the uh, Lorian Association and currently works as the director of the Lorian Center for Incarnational Spirituality. He is a great writer, the author of numerous books, uh, including Apprenticed to Spirit. He's a happily married father of four. We look forward to talking with David today. Louisa Tisch is a writer, performer, speaker, and artist. She's the author of many books, most notably Jambalaya, The Natural Woman's Book of Personal Charms and Practical Rituals, a women's spirituality classic. She's contributed to 25 anthologies and been referenced in 90 works by various authors. As a storyteller, she draws materials from the myths and folklore of the African diaspora and uses guided imagery to engage the consciousness of audiences at conferences, in workshops, and in ritual theater performances. She teaches courses in transformational mythology, spiritual principles, and life guidance for the Shift Network, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and Belayed Black Productions. Our panel is rounded out today by Don Oscar Miro Quesada, who is an internationally acclaimed shamanic teacher, healer, and earth-honoring ritualist. He is a respected Kamaskar Curandero from Peru, the founder of The Heart of the Healer, and the originator of Pachucuti Mesa tradition cross-cultural shamanism, and co-author of Lessons in Courage, Peruvian Shamanic Wisdom for Everyday Life. Don Oscar is also an OAS Fellow in Ethnopsychology, a UN-invited observer to the Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues, and member of the Birth 2012 Welcoming Committee and the Evolutionary Leaders Circle, convened respectively by Barbara Marks Hubbard and Deepak Chopra. He is a popular faculty member at the Shift Network and educational centers in the USA and abroad, dedicating his life to the revitalization of Aboriginal wisdom traditions as a means of restoring sacred trust between humankind and the natural world. So we're very looking forward to this dialogue between these three uh, wise elders in this field. Over to you, Great. Thank you so much, Dr. David Nichol, for that introduction. Now, to give David more time with his three guests for the remainder of the program, we're going to go to break for a moment now, but when we return, David will serve as our host for the rest of the program so that each segment can be dedicated to his discussion with his guests. I search my way through wreckage, try to find a piece to say. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. 
Hi friends, this is Ben from OneGod.com with a special announcement. We hope you're enjoying this radio series, The Convergence, a journey of waking up and growing up with Dr. Kurt Johnson and friends. Many of the ideas that have gone into making this series had their original expression through Kurt's landmark book, The Coming Into Spiritual Age. It's a modern day spiritual classic full of inspired thinking and heralding an optimistic future right within our grasp. As a special gift to listeners of The Convergence, Dr. Johnson is giving you the first four chapters as a gift. In these first 50 pages, Kurt and co-author David Ord lay out the framework for their grand, integrated, interspiritual vision, a vision that Ken Wilber says might very well change your world. To get your free download of this incredible gift, just go to onegod.com, that's the number one, god.com, and follow the links. Hello, we hope you are enjoying this series on the Convergence, uniting the tribes in the interspiritual age. For those of you looking to take a deeper dive into any of this amazing material, Dr. Kurt Johnson has created an entire online learning program called Interspiritual Mastery, and we are thrilled to be hosting this course on our new education platform, One God Academy. The Interspiritual Mastery Program will take you on a guided journey through the amazing developments in spirituality, ecology, indigenous wisdom, and more, giving you a window seat to the dawn of the interspiritual age. For more information on this exciting new program, please go to onegod.com. That's the number one, G-O-D.com. And follow the links to the Academy. Join us in changing the world through the work of waking up and growing up. And let us all strive to unite the tribes in this interspiritual age. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You take my vote, I'll take your hate, it's still the same. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, god.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to The Convergence. This is your host, Dr. David Nichol. And I'm here today talking about subtle activism and shamanism with David Spengler, Louisa Tish, and Oscar Miro Quesada. So we're going to start this segment with uh, just a general seed question uh, for each of you. I'd love to get your initial thoughts, uh, and firstly, also just a big warm welcome to all of you to this uh, program. So we'd like to start with exploring this general idea of what each of you see as the role of spiritual practice in supporting healing not just in individuals, but in society as a whole, and how does this approach manifest in your work? And I'd like to invite uh, David, David Spengler, to chime in first on this question. Hi, David, and hi, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here, and I apologize a bit for my voice. I'm in the middle of a winter cold. Um, you know, um, in answer to your question, it seems to me to depend just on what we mean by a spiritual practice. Um, for me, each individual 
is a, a, a whole system that has uh, physical and energetic and psychological and spiritual aspects. And each of those requires something uh, different to nurture it and to help it move into collaboration with the other three. And so uh, if by a spiritual practice I'm thinking of something that only relates to the transpersonal or the mystical or the, uh, the spiritual side of me, as contrasted with the physical or the psychological or the subtle energetic, then uh, for me that's that's not sufficient. It it certainly adds um, richness to the individual, but the world itself is is a whole system as well and requires um, attention on all of its levels, not just the spiritual ones. So. So I, I see this as a, 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 in a way, a revolution of Western spirituality to begin to draw on the truly the ancient wisdoms of the of indigenous peoples and the shamanic past and present to come to understand uh, that we're living in a a world that itself is a a whole and living organism, and it has subtle aspects as well as. Uh, spiritual ones and physical ones, and we need to address all of those and to come into harmony with them. And that's uh, essentially what I try to do in my work with what I call incarnational spirituality, is to give people uh, tools uh, that they can use to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, David. So it seems, what I'm hearing from what you're saying, a, a key uh, concept or uh, realization that you're speaking to is this notion of the enchantment of the world, not just uh, looking to transcendent spirituality, but uh, the, the, um, the imminent spiritual potential in our world as a key element in terms of how we can apply our spiritual practice to the healing of the world and why we would do so. Um, uh, so thank you for that. So, um, Tish, I'd like to invite you to uh, weigh in next on this this question of what you see as the role of spiritual practice in bringing healing uh, throughout society, not just to individuals, but to society as a whole. And how, how does that show up in your work? I want to begin by saying alafia. Uh, alafia is a greeting that we give each other that translates as, may you uh, have good health and be at peace with your neighbor. Uh, in, with the uh, African diaspora, as an elder in the Ifa Orisha tradition, it is our custom to wake up in the morning and greet the day. Mm. Greet the day. Okay, sometimes this is an offering of cornmeal or yam flour or something that is held up to the sun and dropped to the earth. So we center ourselves here on the planet, in our home, being sustained by the earth and inspired by the heavens. The next step is to then greet my ancestors who may have been speaking to me in uh, the dream state through the night. But the next step is to give praise and thanks for the fact that I exist 
of the fact that I have inherited both body, mind, and spirit from a long line of ancestors that include not only blood relations, but affinity spirits and those who have impacted the culture and the reality that I um, live in. The most important thing that we do is to consult our oracles. We have very, very elaborate oracles which give us guidance on what is our role in the goings-on in the world right now. So uh, many of you may have seen, I have a YouTube uh, video on the Divine Feminine where I tell a story about Oshun, the goddess of the sweet waters of on the earth, and, uh, and she has jurisdiction over certain things. And I make it clear that in the folklore, it says there was a time when that goddess was uh, offended and she left the earth and what, those, what the threats were. We see similar threats today in the fact that our sweet water which is only 2% of all the water on the face of the earth, is under threat from fracking, from pollution. This is going to lead to massive illness and corruption on the planet. We take a look at um, the, the, the rape of the queen bee that is going on. When we experience a colony collapse, our food supply, will be destroyed if we don't stop that. The the trafficking of our children in the sexual slavery market, these things are an offense to that goddess. And so all over the diaspora, and we have temples in 100 countries, some of which you wouldn't think would have uh, uh, temples to African deities, including India, Israel, Australia, you know, all over the, the world. There are people performing rituals and prayers to ask that goddess of sweet water, that goddess of love, to please return to us, to show us what we need to do to preserve our water, to help us to make the moves, to preserve our food, to give us the the love and the strength to take care of our children and stop this. Mm. So it you know it it is yeah. a daily practice. Yeah. It is a daily practice to ask for guidance on how we should impact our world. Beautiful. Thank you so much Tish uh for that vision of uh all those uh <clears throat> venues for practicing those rituals throughout the world. Um uh, so, Don Oscar, I'd love to uh, invite your thoughts on this topic of how you see the role of spiritual practice in bringing healing, not just in individuals, but throughout society, and how it shows up in your work. Napaikuyaiki runakunap chuyakunin tiayukui ukupi songkopa. Greetings, hope of the people. Welcome into my heart. Thank you, David, and it's an honor to be with our esteemed guests exploring these possibilities for the full expression of our healing presence upon planet. I would agree with both of our guests that this work goes beyond spiritual practice. 
in the ways of my people even to attempt to give a verbal linear descriptive articulation of our presencing of subtle realms uh, diminishes its full impact within the world. And therefore, we need to understand within our hearts that we are these subtle realms and that there is really no spiritual practice but simply soul awareness. Awareness of this interdependent presence that permeates our dreaming, our spoken word, and our ritual gesture. So, through the Pachakuti Misa tradition of cross-cultural shamanism, the way we give expression and we bring this into the world in a manner that is transformative and evolutionary to the planet as a whole is through communion, as uh, Luisa said, with our relations, with all our relations, seen and unseen, in the form of feedings, of mihushankus, of offering a direct nourishment through specific ceremonial offerings that will deepen and empower the full presence of these spirit helpers, if we'd like to call them them, shamanic allies, in helping us as individuals create sacred communities with the earth and with other two-leggeds. And through the reverence expressed in those communities for the gift that is life, pulse a field, a circle, out throughout all dimensions that is harmonizing, peaceful, and restorative of wholeness where fragmentation lies. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Don Oscar, and please stay with us after the break as we continue this fascinating exploration of subtle activism and shamanism. I search my way through wreckage, try to find a peace to say. Was it a hurricane? Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. This is Ben from OneGod.com and World Weaver Spiritual Adventures with a very special invitation to join us on an upcoming interspiritual tour of India called The Mystic Express. We are so excited about this program and we've been working towards it for many years. Together with key hosts and luminary guests from the Convergence Radio Series, we invite you to take the trip of a lifetime through the deeply mystical land of India, source to so many of the world's great spiritual traditions. You will be personally guided by learned masters through the traditions of Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, Sikhism and Sufism. More than just an incredible learning journey, this promises to be a moving, soulful experience that will transform each of us and the way we see the world. This facilitated mystical journey is leaving Delhi on March 14, 2017 and finishes up back in Delhi on March 27. All aboard. For more information, go to worldweavers.com and look for the Mystic Express. World Weavers, Adventures of the Spirit. Hello everyone, this is Ben from OneGod.com. We hope you are enjoying this series, The Convergence, Uniting the Tribes in the Interspiritual Age. 
For those of you looking to take a deeper dive into any of this amazing material, Dr. Kurt Johnson has created a magnificent online learning program called Into Spiritual Mastery. And we are thrilled to be hosting this course and our new education platform, One God Academy. The Into Spiritual Mastery program will take you on a guided journey through amazing developments in spirituality, ecology, indigenous wisdom, and more, giving you a window seat to the dawn of the interspiritual age. For more information on this exciting new program, please go to onegod.com. That's the number one, G-O-D.com, and follow the links to the Academy. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, God.com. Now back to this week's program. So welcome back to The Convergence. This is your host, Dr. David Nickel. I'm having a wonderful conversation today about subtle activism and shamanism with David Spengler, Louisa Tish, and Oscar Miro Quesada. We're going to be talking in this segment in particular about shamanic wisdom, and I'd love to hear from each of you, uh, what can we learn in particular from shamanic wisdom traditions about healing our world at this time? What's the particular value that shamanic wisdom traditions play uh, in this process at the moment of applying wisdom to the healing of our world? and uh, Don Oscar, I'd love to start with you for this question. A subject and lived experience that is very dear to my heart, David. Um, given that healing is a restoration of wholeness, so bringing together the experience of separation, either on an individual or collective level, from the integrity that is our living, pulsing, sentient earth, our Pachamama. And therefore, the first thing that, or the first embodiment of shamanic wisdom that I have found a healing force on planet is to accept ourselves exactly the way we are, to feel that divine enoughness, to embody the blessings of perfection of the present moment. And from that place of gratitude for who one is within the sacred web of life, any imagination, any story as an expression of that imaginative faculty that becomes a row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 life is but a dream. The embodiment of that understanding of the great sacred dreaming among larger, ever-increasing circles of ceremonial adepts on planet is, in my opinion, my humble opinion, uh, the way to truly catapult 
and initiate a global transformation in our limited view of who we are as a planetary species at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you, Don Oscar. Thank you so much for your leadership in this realm. Uh, so, David, David Spengler, um, you don't work uh, explicitly in the shamanic traditions, but I know your work is informed by them. I wonder if you, you could comment on your thoughts on this question of the particular gift and role of shamanic wisdom traditions at this time. Well, I I very much agree with with uh, what the previous speaker said. Um, so, in my own in my own case, I've been aware since very early childhood of the subtle non-physical dimensions, initially aware of the life energies that were in things around me, which uh, led me to realize uh, that, um, that everything was alive, that the distinctions that the adults around me were making between organic and inorganic uh, phenomena and things uh, really um, made no sense to me. It didn't jibe with, with what I was experiencing. And so over the years, that grew uh, into a, um, a realization and an appreciation of the earth as a, as a living being. And this was years before I ever heard of shamanism. Um, I, came, I came to that uh, appreciation in my 20s. But by that time, I was already working with various uh, spiritual allies that had been part of my life uh, growing up. And I, I found in the shamanic tradition uh, so much that um, uh, correlated and, and resonated with my own experience. And it just it continued to affirm for me that that just as just as we said earlier, each of us uh, is a presence of the sacred in in who we are. We don't really need to go anywhere or do anything uh, to embody that, but we can learn how to give it a harmonious and connected expression to the rest of the community of life of which we're a part. And I believe that 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 understanding in the shamanic traditions that everything is alive, that the world is alive, and that we have non-physical allies with whom we can work for the benefit of the wholeness of the world, including its physical nature, is very important. And in, and in fact, that's what we did at Finhorn. Um, uh, there was uh, work with the nature spirits in order to foster and grow a rather remarkable garden that by all uh, Western science and soil uh, uh, awareness should not have been there, um, simply should not have been growing. But it did grow, and it grew in amazing ways precisely because of the collaboration and partnership with the uh, subtle worlds and the forces of nature. So I, looking ahead, I, I believe that in this direction that that the hope of our world lies, uh, and the more that we can begin to participate as partners with the world soul, the better um, the better off we'll be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, David. Wonderful. 
Uh, so, Tish, um, what are your thoughts on this topic of the, the particular contribution that shamanic wisdom traditions have to play in the healing of our world at this critical moment? Well, it's very clear uh, by the practices in my tradition that the divine is always speaking to us through the forces of nature. And we have ways of uh, responding to the messages that are being received and also to speak to uh, nature. It it has to do with uh, changing oneself vibrationally so that you can get in tune and online and in flow with that. And once one is truly listening and allowing yourself to let that spiritual, natural energy pass through you, you can move that energy in such a way to do, as to do miraculous things. I have seen a group of women chant and sing and pray while weaving a, a net out of flowers, out of wildflowers, and then hold that net up and have someone who's charging with a motorcycle to hit the net and be turned over. So, you know, this is not imaginary. This is real energy that we can interact with to stop violence, to grow food, to educate people, to clean the water. There is a lot that we can do once we recognize that we are children of nature and that nature is is responsive and receptive. Beautiful. So thank you, Tish. And um, we can, um, we're going to be continuing after the break with this uh, wonderful conversation with David Spengler, Luisa Tish, and Oscar Miro Quesada on subtle activism and shamanism. I search my way through wreckage, try to find a piece to say. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hi friends, this is Ben from OneGod.com with a special announcement. We hope you're enjoying this radio series, The Convergence, a journey of waking up and growing up with Dr. Kurt Johnson and friends. Many of the ideas that have gone into making this series had their original expression through Kurt's landmark book, the coming into spiritual age. It's a modern-day spiritual classic full of inspired thinking and heralding an optimistic future right within our grasp. As a special gift to listeners of The Convergence, Dr. Johnson is giving you the first four chapters as a gift. In these first 50 pages, Kurt and co-author David Ord lay out the framework for their grand, integrated, interspiritual vision, a vision that Ken Wilber says might very well change your world. To get your free download of this incredible gift, just go to onegod.com, that's the number one, god.com, and follow the links. Hello, we hope you are enjoying this series on the Convergence, uniting the tribes in the interspiritual age. For those of you looking to take a deeper dive into any of this amazing material, Dr. Kurt Johnson has created an entire online learning program called Interspiritual Mastery. And we are thrilled to be hosting this course on our new education platform, One God Academy. 
The Interspiritual Mastery Program will take you on a guided journey through the amazing developments in spirituality, ecology, indigenous wisdom, and more, giving you a window seat to the dawn of the interspiritual age. For more information on this exciting new program, please go to OneGod.com. That's the number one, G-O-D.com. And follow the links to the Academy. Join us in changing the world through the work of waking up and growing up. And let us all strive to unite the tribes in this interspiritual age. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You take my vote, I'll take your hate. It's still the same. You are tuned in to The Convergence. You may connect with our program today by calling toll-free 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send us an email to info at onegod.com. That's I-N-F-O at the number one, god.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to The Convergent. This is your host, Dr. David Nichol. Uh, we're continuing our fascinating discussion today about subtle activism and shamanism with David Spengler, Louisa Tish, and Oscar Miro Quesada. And I'd like to introduce a topical question now. We've just been through the U.S. elections, and there's many people around the world uh, deeply concerned about the state of the country and the world following those elections. And I'd just like to ask each of you your thoughts on what can we do to help in, this t- in these times on a spiritual level uh, with the world that we find ourselves in now. And uh, Tish, I'd love to invite you to uh, dive in first with this question. I do, I do know that what must be done is we must put up shields of protection against the insanity that has been uh, let loose and fed by uh, this election. My primary word here is protection. My secondary word here is organizing your community and from their healing, the wounds that have been caused by this. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tish. Thank you so much. Um, David Spengler, what are your thoughts on this uh, situation that we find ourselves in now and what we can do to help? Well, um, I believe that it's going to require and both the effort of spiritual work and subtle activism, the work with subtle allies and with the subtle energies, uh, coupled in collaboration with physical effort. Um, I think it's very important that we stand in a calm and strong place in ourselves and not be swept by the many fearful currents that are Unleashed. There's no question that certain um, uh, powers or or advocacies are now in ascendance through this election, but we don't know yet exactly how this is going to manifest. And so, to spend our energy at the moment in a kind of fearful flailing about um, isn't the best use of our capacities. So um, I guess my feeling is let's wait and see exactly what uh, the new president and the new Congress uh, do, and then we will know exactly 
what kind of both spiritual and physical uh, efforts we can make to heal where healing is necessary, to protect where protection is necessary, to resist where that is necessary, and to cooperate where cooperation is necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you so much, David. Uh, so, Don Oscar, your thoughts on this question? Certainly. Uh, in my heart, uh, the saying that today is a good day to die that is shared by our Aboriginal peoples around the world has nothing to do with being a courageous warrior in preparation to go to battle against an oppositional tribal invasive force. On the contrary, it means to live our lives daily in awareness of the moment of our own death, to focus on that experience of reunion with the one source, to be viscerally in touch with that opportunity to pass through the veil, to go through what we call the punku wanyuska, the death gate. And when we learn shamanic adepts to hold that awareness within our bodies, we are also much more inclined to live with empathic companionship and offer empathic companionship to the suffering, to the people that are blanketed in fear because of the shifts and threats that this election results is bringing into their lives. And as such, as you would at the bedside of a person crossing over, maintain that witnessing, that presence. That is the most important uh, healing force we have. As a matter of fact, in Pachacuti Mesa tradition, we understand one's efficacy as a healing force or influence in the world to be directly proportional to one's freedom of self. Small case S. Mm-hmm. Well, beautiful. Thank you so much uh, to the three of you for uh, your thoughts on this. Uh, you know, this critical time. I think many people are looking for guidance and. I know that your work will be um, very much in demand in the coming years, uh, and it's comforting now just to hear these voices of wisdom. Uh, And so thank you just in general for this uh, series and this uh, session today about subtle activism and shamanism. This is uh, your host, Dr. David Nichol. Thank you all very much for being part of this uh, episode. Thank you. Yeah, so, so David, hi, it's Kurt. I think I'm on the line with you, too. Uh, we've got maybe another minute left here before I need to close out. What would you like to say at the end of just kind of summarizing uh, this discussion over the last hour that you've been such a great moderator for? Yeah, um, well, I'm myself uh, very glad that we are making this connection today with with shamanism and subtle activism. Um, you know, my my work is, as you know, uh, very much on putting forth this concept of subtle activism and I consider shamanism the the root tradition for this approach. So, um, you know, it's it's wonderful to make even more explicit that connection. Uh, and I'm and you know I'm so inspired by myself personally by the indigenous traditions in terms of how they combine um, practical wisdom on the one hand you know you go to indigenous wisdom uh, uh, ceremonies and so on and they're very practical 
but at the same time, very plugged in to these subtle dimensions and with an enchanted view of the earth, um, which the combination to me seems to be so critical to what we are facing on the earth at the moment, to be both grounded and practical and opening to the um, enchantment of the earth and the possibilities of cooperation with those forces and alignment with those forces. So, you know, I'm just so pleased that we could make this uh, connection very explicit today. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, David, actually continue on for a moment if you'd like, if we have another minute uh, before I need to sign off. Anything okay. else that you'd like to add? Yeah, well... Um, you know, and myself too, I'll just to continue on from the last question that we posed about um, how we lean in after the election, which, you know, for many of us has been uh, you know, a startling sort of result. Um, and I'm very appreciative that we're able to uh, have these resources. I think now more than ever, we need to draw upon uh, the you know, the profound depths of our soul to respond. And it may be, as many have said, that it's, it's only through a, a crisis that it brings forth our, um, you know, our, our complete awakeness uh, as a response to that. So, uh, you know, in those ways, I'm grateful uh, that we're able to come together in wisdom um, at this particular moment. Okay, great. So, wow, thank you so much, David Nichol, David Spangler, Louisa Tish, and Don Oscar Miro Quesada for fascinating discussion on an amazing array of topics today. We'll want you listeners to keep an eye now on the drop-down menu for this episode at www.onegod.com slash convergence, as we'll be speaking with David and the guest today about what to add there to the section called Continue the Conversation. And you'll see there also a profile for each of today's guests. We hope to find a way to continue this conversation in a fruitful way. And in the meantime, check out GaiaField.net and SubtleActivism.net. Now, next week, we continue this conversation with a discussion of evolutionary leadership, which will be hosted by Deborah Moldauer and other coordinators of the Evolutionary Leaders Group which can be found at www.evolutionaryleaders.net. Quite a number of our guests on this series, from Deepak Chopra to Michael Dowd, Stephen Dynan, Patricia Albert, and Oscar Miracosada on today's episode are a part of that network as well. So until next week, I wish you a really productive December and unfolding winter season as we move closer to our various religious and upcoming New Year's holidays. So God bless and thank you so much. Thank you for joining our team, Dr. Kurt Johnson, Ben Bowler, and Doug King for The Convergence. We invite you to tune in again next Thursday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel for another edition of the program. Until we talk again, have an outstanding week. Like tragedies, democracy wakes up diseased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 